Paul Champanella. I am Kirk Pinchon. Hey, Kirk, how you doing? I'm really good. Oh, really? Did something happen? <laughs> no. No? Oh, you're just happy? Just trying to be happy. Weird. <laughs> weird. Just weird freak show happiness. Yeah, just weird for no reason. Uh, I'm happy for no reason. I'm... This doesn't make me happy, but I'm enjoying something that I'm going to give a wreck. Oh, Kirk's Rex. Kirk's Rex. I'm in the exact middle point of the Kanye West trilogy documentary called uh, Genius. Okay. Fascinating. Yeah. Uh, it's a weird documentary. Basically, this guy named Cootie, who is like a stand-up comic, mm-hmm. who kind of met Kanye and they they really just kind of gel documents him for like 20 years oh. from like 2000 and up until like almost like now yeah and uh full access to everything and a lot of it the first two are all about his rise and then the, I guess the third uh, episode first of all each episode is like over an hour and a half long okay and it's weird and fascinating and sad because you're like, Kanye, you were like, you were okay. Great. Yeah, I dropped off of Kanye so early. How early? After his second album. That's way early. I love his first two albums. They're great. And then, like, Graduation and 808s, I'm just kind of like, eh. You didn't like 808? You didn't like my Twisted, my twisted Dark Fantasy? I love uh, certain tracks on okay. that one. But... Didn't go crazy for the whole album like everyone. It's like, what are you doing? I went crazy. You have Bonnie Iver on your fucking album, kind of like stop trying to do the most. Uh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, I like early. I'm just, typical music stuff. I like the early stuff. And then the early like, stuff. Nah, I don't have any use for it. I stopped after 808, 808 yeah. Heartbreak, and then uh, my Twisted Dark Fantasy. Yeah. But um, he's just kind of normal. He's not like. You know, I don't know what his mental status is, and hopefully he's okay and getting Yeah. But he was not this, like, bombastic, unhinged... He had an ego, and he was cocky, but he was just, like, a normal dude. Yeah. And you're I like, if he's, what if happened? F- like, fame, and then his mom died. Yeah, that could be it. Yeah. Because he was straight up just, like... his the, the first part of it is all him going, yeah, I'm a producer, but I just want to rap. Yeah. Which is fascinating in and of itself, because he's, like, this... Producer and beat maker, where everyone's like, Kanye, can I get a beat? Yeah. Like, there's scenes where people are like, When am I getting my beat? When am I get my beat? And at one point, he's like, I just want, I want to be a rapper. I have a dream of being a rapper. Yeah. I don't care about the producing. That's like only like a little bit of my life. And you're like, What? Yeah, he's always only been like an okay rapper. He's but a it's sort of, he's maker, the whole yeah. package. He's a great yeah. producer. He understands music. Um, he's real capable. Yeah. But, I think, I mean, I'm not a Kanye expert by any means, but no, has uh, his mom died yet where you are in the documentary? Because no. I feel like that was a major trigger yeah. for him yeah. um, changing in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know? Right now, I'm at, uh, he got signed by Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. He is, and he got signed and they're kind of like, it's weird. They're like, he worked with Jay-Z and did Izzo and all that. And they're kind of like. Yeah, okay, Rockefeller's like, yeah, sure, come on board, it's fine. Yeah. And he's doing his first album, gets in that car accident. And right, where he had his jaw wired shut. His jaw wired yeah, shut, yeah, yeah. and then... Through the Wire. Which is a, a great song. Yeah. And I'll say something about that in a second. But Rockefeller's like, oh, well, 
you're hurt, so we'll just kind of shelve your album. And right, because at this point, he's nobody. He's just like, yeah. oh, yeah, okay, you're the kid who makes beats. Yeah. But you're being a real pest. Yes. With your, like, I'm a, I want to be a rapper, too. Yeah. yeah. And so he's kind of freaking out about that. And he does this thing where the one person who, like, really, really validated him was Pharrell Williams. Oh, really? Like, he goes to Pharrell and like, hey, do you want to hear this song I did called Through the Wire? Yeah. Pharrell's like, yeah, man, sure, I'd love to hear it. And Pharrell loves it so much that he walks out of the studio and walks down the hall and comes back and is like, that's the illest shit. <laughs> like I've he ever just heard. needed a minute. He just freaked yeah. out. Like everyone else heard it. They're like, yeah, yeah it's good. Sure, Way to go. Yeah. Good job. Pharrell just like loses his mind and yeah. gives him this validation. Uh, but so much so that like, like there are other rappers who are like, yeah, it's good. It's good. And then one, one guy, I can't remember who it was, goes, this is the best rapper producer ever. Yeah. And kind of got mad. He's like, why do I got to put producer on it? Why can't I just be a rapper? Yeah. And the guy's like, no, I'm giving you a compliment. It's a good thing. And he's like, no, 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 man. That's not a compliment. That's weak. That's the, that, that, that's Kanye's thing. Yeah. I think really, I don't know if he's mentally ill. I think probably he has yeah. some issues, but I think he has blown out of proportion. And it's not even ego, but I think maybe he has like a self-esteem issue yeah you know what i mean yeah. that that prevent like does the, i'm one of those people who's just like everything like i've just got my antenna up yeah for was that like a dig like what are you, you insulting me yeah, yeah what did you what did you mean by that why yeah. did you say it um and i think that in a weird way gets amplified the more you get famous yeah and then you suffer the the problem that all famous people suffer from, which is like, do you, like, can I actually trust you? Do you really like me? Or are you just uh, attaching yourself yeah. to me because I'm famous and maybe you can get something out of it? Yeah. So for him to be like that that early on. Yeah. When he's still kind of a nobody and he's like, he's deflecting compliments. is like, yeah, yeah, you got a tough road to hoe, man. It's also weird too because it's not like he's like this young rapper who's struggling and trying to get in the game he was like this hugely successful producer making right. bank so it's not like he and was he could have just been that forever he could have been that forever like Timbaland like a, yeah. like a guy who like everybody knows who he is yeah because he's such a good producer that yeah. he's famous just for being a producer Kanye could have done that yeah but but nope. not only not that, that I'm not saying he should have but yeah. he could have he could have yeah. and he almost resented that which is yeah. weird you're like why are you resenting being one of the best rap producers in the business, right. making all this money, and you're what pissed off because you can't yeah. rap? Yeah. Uh, it was really, really weird. And then the other fantasy, uh, uh, fascinating thing was like, when the album got shelved, he's like, well, I got to go. I got to make some money, so I'm going to go back to producing Rockefeller artists. And he's producing these Rockefeller artists. You're like, I've never heard of these people. Yeah. They never went on to do anything. Just like down label guys who, yeah, yeah minor yeah. leaguers. Down label guys who, yeah. like, Damien Das is like, yeah, they're going to blow up, so give them a track. Yeah. It's like young, young Steffi, Stevie. You're sure. like, I don't know who that is now. Yeah, dime a dozen guys. Yeah. Who are, who, dime a dozen one time next big things who never were. Yeah. And then there's Kanye who he's like, yeah, I don't want, I'm going to shelve your album. And then he comes to be like the biggest thing ever. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's weird and sad at the same time, the documentary. 
that could have been the name of a Kanye West documentary. <laughs> Weird and sad. Weird the and Kanye sad. West story. The Kanye West story. Yeah. In three parts. Yeah. <laughs> a seven-hour documentary. I started watching, and it's a few years old, but I didn't know about it, the, the Wu-Tang Clan documentary on oh, Showtime. Yeah, yeah, that's which good. Which is also like three or four yeah. hour-long parts. Yeah. Um, and that's fascinating. That's a good one. Yeah, so I just started watching that last night. Oh, yeah, you'll really dig that. Oh, so you've seen that? Yeah, I saw it a bit ago, yeah. Yeah. That's, they dive deep and then everyone gets their shine and their moment. Yeah. And just, that's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wu-Tang has always been interesting to me. Because there's there are the guys in Wu-Tang who are like big, huge stars. Yeah. And then there are the guys in Wu-Tang who are like, they're in Wu-Tang. Yes. But they're just as good. Like, you God is, like, not, like, he's up there with Ghostface. You know what I mean? And Method Man. Or, and, like, or uh, or Raekwon. Or, like, Raekwon, the guys who yeah, are, yeah, Raekwon's Raekwon's Raekwon great. is fucking awesome, dude. Yes. But he kind of doesn't, I feel like the ones who get conversations outside of just being Wu-Tang members are Riza and Jizza. Yeah. Yeah. And Ghostface yeah. and Method Man, of course. Uh, yeah. But they're all awesome. Yeah. It's funny you said you got... And ODB, of course. ODB. He's, but he's right. not, he's, he passed on. You said you got, and I was like, who? Oh, yeah. You, it takes a minute because you're like, oh, yeah, that guy was in, is in Wu-Tang. Yeah. And I completely Or Master Killer or Capadonna. Well, Capadonna was Hank Capadonna, he yeah. Was, he was locked up when they first yeah. blew up. And then he kind of became an official member again after... Yeah. Uh, ODB but, died. But, but those lower tier guys, I forgot all about. You're like, oh, no, shit, they're good. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, ODB takes up so much space in a room. Yeah. <laughs> He's he eats just, up a lot of oxygen. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, Sean Colvin's oxygen. Wu-Tang <laughs> <laughs> uh, is for the people. Yeah, it's for the children. Yeah, it's for the children. Um, I wanted to talk about something briefly that's kind of music related. Okay. And there's, I'm a very pedantic person, and I know it makes me insufferable. Not to uh, me. Well, it, I think it's made me a good editor. I think I found a career where yeah. like being pedantic is useful. Yeah. And I think it's good for a podcast like this, because it's about having a nerdy amount of knowledge about a thing that if I were to try to talk to other people about it, they would say, oh, who cares? Shut up. Yeah. We don't want yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's what podcasts are for. But it's in, in a couple instances recently, it's made me, I don't know if you can relate to this, needle drops on shows that are anachronistic and I get taken out of the moment. Uh, I can see that. Even yes. if they're only slightly off. And I'll give you two recent yeah. examples. So I, I uh, watched Yellow Jackets on show. I heard that's good. Which is amazing. I heard that's good. Um... Briefly, the premise of the show, it takes place in two time periods. Mm -hmm. A high school girl's soccer team in 1996 uh, suffers a plane crash, mm -hmm. and they're stranded out in the Canadian wilderness. And now in 2020, the other half of the show is them in 2022, mm -hmm. with their survivors, and what their lives are like now. And it cuts back and forth between their lives. And there's a moment in the pilot where the girls are like, in their locker room, mm -hmm. and they're, like, doing, like... You know the way that teenage girls will, like, do a little choreography yeah. while they're listening to a song? And they're listening to Shoop by uh, Song Pepper. Yeah. Which isn't anachronistic. Yeah. It's actually kind of the opposite to me. And this is really me yeah. 
really being a nerd about it. But I don't think that high school girls in 1996 would still be listening to a song from three or four years earlier and be like, yeah, this is our party song. They'd be listening to some newer shit. Probably. At that age, Probably. that would that song was ancient by 1990. That's a little bit of the creators going, we fucking love shoot, but and I was it's, younger. it's all the 90s, yeah. right? I feel like if there's a music, the I don't know what the, the music producer on the show, the yeah. music coordinator, is just saying, ah, it's the 90s, so it counts. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, they would have been listening I, to something. No, 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 no. They would have been listening to something. Paul, I'm right there with you. Yeah. That... That does bother me. Not as much as the like, well, it's the 90s. We'll put this in. You're like, they, that, movie, that song didn't exist. Well, I have another example where it's a little bit more clear cut. Uh, but it's still like, I can only talk to you about this. Because yeah. then it would be like, who cares? It's just a year off. Shut up. No, that's a, it's a fucking year. I was watching Pam and Tommy. I know what you're going to say. Also great. Say the song. Steal My Sunshine. Uh, that one too. But, yeah. but, but even before that. What? There's a, there's a scene... Where it, it makes very clear we're still in 1995. Yeah. And Pam is with her girls and they're all singing along to Love Fool by the Cardigans. And I'm like, that didn't yes. come out until the next yes. fall. Yes. So- <laughs> That's very pedantic. But I applaud you for that. I was like, I know that yes. that came out in 1996. There's no way they were singing that yeah. song. And it doesn't really matter. But because I'm such a pedantic nerd and this is the shit that I care about, it does take me out of the it moment. It matters. It's... First of all, here's why it matters. Yeah. Get your shit right. Well, it matters also, to me it's because not that hard. I would love to be a music coordinator yeah. for TV shows. I would be fucking awesome at that job, and I wouldn't be so goddamn sloppy about it. Yeah. It's not that hard. Yeah. It's not like, oh, what? how do I find a song from May 1996? Yeah. Google it, motherfucker. Yeah, there were pop songs on the radio yeah. in the spring of 1996. You don't have to flash forward to fall of, of, 90, of yeah. 95 and the 96. And say, well, I like this song. So I'm just yeah. Again, I'm. This is why I'm talking to you about it I agree on, on you. our music podcast because yeah. this is the only place where it would be like socially acceptable. Yeah. To complain about this, but if they think no one's going to notice, guess what? We fucking do. Yeah. We fucking do. I I agree with you. I'm yeah. of that mindset too. It drives me crazy. Listen. Yeah. Steal my sunshine was another one. Pam yeah. and Tommy so far takes place in '95 and '96. Yeah. That song came out in '99. Yeah. Now here's where I'll give it a pass. I think. I don't remember, but when they played Steal My Sunshine, it was non-diegetic sound. So it, it, was, it became non-diegetic. It, it be, it oh, so it was in the scene. Yeah, it yeah. became. It started non-diegetic okay. and then became part of the scene. Because if they're playing an anachronistic song as part of the soundtrack and it's not in the world of the show, I will give it a pass if it's still the it's the right vibe if you're like yeah you know what i mean? barely give it a pass but it, and it's not like the characters are actually yeah. listening to it but pam was singing along yeah to the song so it was diegetic sound and i'm like that's bullshit yeah that's no bullshit. again it's not hard yeah if we can look up a song if Just I, check out the billboard charts for that month see what was new yes if martin scorsese can do it yeah you can do it. He's old. And I don't think that in that scene the song was commenting on anything. Exactly. Where it was a specific choice for a specific reason. It was just like, ah, oh, the girls are having fun singing along to the, the, the radio. Yeah. So. I don't like that either. Yeah. And also sometimes I think it's maybe a producer, director is like, well, I love that song and I just want to put it in. I don't yeah. care that if it doesn't match. And I'm like, no, it doesn't match. I don't care if you like the song. It doesn't match. Yeah. I blame it's the wedding singer. Why? Because I like that movie, but 
uh, when I saw it as a teenager, the I maybe wasn't aware. Singer is all fucking over the place. Yeah. Because <laughs> it takes place in 1985, I remember. Yeah, 85 or 86. And then yeah. there's shit that, like, you're like, what? Yeah. It's stuff that's happening. Even, like, not even music. There's, like, one, uh, it's, uh, one of the women is playing with the Rubik's Cube. And I'm like, no one played with the Rubik's Cube in 1986. It was already a fad that was gone. Yeah, it was passe. And it was shit like that, though. I'm like, yeah, I blame Adam Sandler. And that, that movie it wasn't that, to me, because I was a teenager at the time, yeah. in 1998... 1995 seemed like ancient history yeah. to me. It was only 13 years. Only. And you they should get those details yeah. right. It's so, there's a lot wrong in that where they're just like, it's all 80s. Let's put all the 80s yeah, together. Yeah, it's just the 80s. I hate that shit. That's what a little bit of Pam and Tommy is like. It's I the agree. 90s. Uh, oh, there was another one in the, in, in the episode I watched today where, you know, part of the plot is Tommy Lee is the drummer for Motley Crue. Yeah. And this is the mid-90s, and, like, no one gives a shit about hair metal anymore. Yeah. Because grunge came along and swept that all away. Yeah. And it's 1996, and he's reading Kerrang! magazine, which is, like, the heavy metal yeah. magazine or whatever, and there's an article that posits, like, is Seattle taking over for L.A. as the new rock center yes. of rock? And I'm like, by 1996, no one gave a shit about grunge anymore. Yeah. Seattle was already... Like you were it saying with done. the Rubik's Cube, it's like, it was already done by 96. It's not 1992. Yeah. It's 1996. That conversation is over. Yeah, it's all mid-90s harmless rock now. Yeah, it's yeah. It's not grunge. Yeah. It's Which they did get right when Third Eye Blind. Blind. <laughs> that was yeah. my favorite part. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? My yeah. studio. The Third Eye Blind was in the studio in the spring of 96. Yes. Makes sense because Semi Charmed Life came out in like the be- no, like the beginning of '97. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. You're right. So, yeah. so I was like, okay, this tracks. Yes. And that's like the perfect choice. That's genius. Yeah, that's a genius music choice because it's not right on per- right on time. Because I'm not as good at labels. I don't know if that literally happened. If they were really both on Electra, I hope they did I their homework. That's right, and that, that that that's true. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, it's like if you are talking about Third Eye Blind. Why is he the next day reading a magazine article yeah. about, like, is Seattle the new rock city? It's like, no, it's yeah. already, it was, and now it's not again. Yeah. You got it right the first time. Do yeah. it right all the time. I wonder where Third Eye Blind is from. I don't actually know. I that. think they're from San Francisco. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But shit like that, I'm like, th- that's why I ha- we have yeah. this show. It's such a good outlet for me, because otherwise I would just be seething alone. <laughs> <laughs> you get it off your chest, but... Yeah. You're still right. Yeah. 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 Which is, is a win-win. I got to find out how people become music coordinators for entertainment. Because, damn, I would be <laughs> Yeah, you, I kind be, of, you would. <laughs> I'd do a better job yeah, with these All right. You want to do a laser round? Fuck yeah, I want to do a laser what round. Do you now, by coincidence, we didn't talk about Because we don't do this every mini-episode. We do it every once in a while yeah. randomly. But we both came to the table, literally, yes. tonight with... Laser rounds for each other, so we're just going to do two. So we're going to bang for bang for the first time. We're going to we're going to each do one in the same. Episode. I can't believe this is the first time. You want to ask first? I'm going to ask first because okay. I got it dialed up. Ten yeah. questions, per usual. Mm-hmm. Don't think, just answer. I'll try my best. <sighs> Number one, why is Dirty Mind your favorite Prince album? Uh, the, the spare production. <laughs> Uh, I'll give you Lo-fi. half a point because it's short is the answer. Short, yeah, that too. Yeah. Or because you're a perv. We would have taken that too. Well, you're not wrong. Okay. Uh, number two, what rock band vintage t-shirt would you most be ashamed to wear? Ashamed? Uh, Aerosmith. The Grateful Dead. 
True or false, Weird Al Yankovic's originals are better than his covers. True. False. Number four, Bob Mould or Bob Dylan? Bob Mould. Correct. Number five, what upbeat song should never be played at a wedding? Uh, Barbie Girl by Aqua. I'm going to give you a half point because that's really good. The correct answer is Billy Idol's Moni Moni, or we we would have also accepted Four Non Blondes' What's Up. Oh, okay. Number six, did video kill the radio star? Yes. No. (laughs) Number seven, why do you hate you two? Because they suck. No, because you hate Ireland. Number eight, (laughs) Joe Walsh, underrated, overrated, or properly rated? Properly rated. Correct. Number nine, the two best Chucks in music are? Barry and, uh, I don't know, the one from Three Dog Night. You know who that is? Incorrect. It's Chuck D and Chuck Mangione. Chuck D. Yeah. I should have. I should have thought of Chuck D. I couldn't think of the Chuck. Yeah. Number ten. Did Biggie kill Tupac? No. Correct. It's a trick question. They're both alive and share a townhouse in Sedona. <laughs> I hope that's true. I hope that's true too. So you got this. Was a hard one. Yeah. Uh, that's a challenge. Uh, I think you. We got Bob Mold. Definitely. Ah. Uh, uh, you got Joe Washington, that's two. Yeah. And then you got two half points. You got three. So three out of ten. Three out of ten. Now but I, that's a challenging one. I was I went I went I went hardcore for that one. Yeah, that was a challenging one. Yes. And I would put forth too that the Grateful Dead does not even count as a rock band. Not because they're not even rock, but just it's just like a culture unto itself. It's it's a separate ass thing. I could see that. I feel like if you're wearing a Grateful Dead t-shirt you're not telling me what music you like you're telling me what kind of a person you are Ooh, you just got yourself another half point hell yeah three and a half baby that's fucking a great answer that's still an f but (laughs) still (laughs) it's all right all right Uh, i've got one for you all right 10 questions quick questions fast answers let's go michael jackson in 1969 or michael jackson in 1979 Michael Jackson, 1979. Yep, you got it. What is the best song to jog to? Ah, God damn it. Uh, Annie Up. Yeah, you damn right. <laughs> you damn right. Madonna or Lady Gaga? Madonna. Lady Gaga. God damn it. Name a song you dance to at a school dance. Uh, Broken Wings by Mr. Mister. I'm sorry, we were looking for End of the Road by Boys to Oh, that's unfair. Yep. Finally or We Got a Love Thing? Finally. We Got a Love Thing. God damn it. Please put Motley Crue in the correct order. Um, please put Motley Crue mm-hmm. in the correct order. Yes. It goes Guns N' Roses, Motley Crue, Poison. No, no, no. I'm sorry. The members of Motley Crue. Oh, okay. It goes uh, Nikki Six, top to bottom. Nikki Six, mm-hmm. Brett Michaels, Tommy Lee McMars. Brett Michaels isn't in that band. Oh, shit. But... Wait, no, no, wait. Sorry. It goes, uh, it goes, Nikki Six, mm-hmm. uh, Vince Neil, Tommy Lee, Mick Mars. Sorry, it's Mick Mars, Nikki Six, Vince Neil, and dead fucking last is Tommy Lee. <laughs> Madonna's music or Lady Gaga's music? Oh, I'm going to stick with Madonna's music. Madonna's music is correct. Name two musical Keiths. Keith Sweat and Keith Herring. No, not Keith Herring. Keith. Oh, what's his name? He's a great jazz guy. Okay, I'm going to take it again. Mm-hmm. Keith Sweat 
and Cool Keith. There's Moon and Sweat. Moon and oh, Sweat. There's a guy named Keith Moon. Yeah, that yeah. dude. Queen, Ween, Cream, The Clean, The Supremes, The Go-Betweens, or Tangerine Dream? The Go-Betweens. Sorry, it's actually Tangerine Dream. Ah, oh, that was my second guess. Tangerine Dream. Not a lot of people know that. It's Tangerine oh, Dream. Yeah, that's a tough one. And finally, where have all the cowboys gone? Um, Pittsburgh. Colorado. Colorado. Oh, yeah. They did go to Colorado. Started in New Mexico. Yeah. Drive the cattle to Colorado. <laughs> did Tangerine Dream, as I drink some mango, <laughs> do <laughs> Lunatic Fringe? I don't know. I can't remember Tangerine Dream. Yeah, I don't remember. Dream. I don't know them that well. So let's count them up. One, two, uh, three, three. There's a half point I wanted somewhere, and I can't remember. It was early on. Uh, not the first, not the second. Michael Jackson, best song to jog to. Madonna or Lady Gaga, song you dance to in a school dance. That one. That's bullshit. Because end of the road, I wasn't dancing to that. Oh, okay. You're missing a whole generation of people. That's what? elitist. <laughs> you just... The answer is... I, I, I can only go by what I have written down here. I'm taking away your half point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so then we're tied. So we're tied. We're tied yep. at three. We're tied at three. Yeah. Good job for all of you. Hey, look. I think par for these is the same as par. <laughs> Pretty much. For the... <laughs> we both failed and have to go back next year to the same class. I like how seriously you take it when it's so arbitrary. What are you talking about? It's not, this sometimes is more serious than the Trivial Pursuit. You know, the first one I wrote of these is the uh, the C.C. Peniston one because I was uh, listening to We Got a Love Thing recently. For the first time, maybe since it was big, you hear finally all the time. Yeah. And I feel like we got a love thing is the better song and I don't hear it as often. What about Keep On Walking? I named the only two C.C. Peniston songs I know. You don't know Keep On Walking? I don't. Maybe if I heard it. Oh, we're going to play it after this pod and you're going to be like, okay. Yeah. I still like We Got a Love Thing more. But it's good. But I still think you'll like We Got a Love Thing more. Yeah. Um, Real, uh, real flashbacking to like me being, I know we're different generations. I was 10 years old. Yeah, I was like in college, senior year college, yeah. But I have a real soft soft spot for that early 90s house music inspired yep. pop. Like oh. CeCe Peniston, Robin S. Show Me Love, uh, god damn. Yeah, yeah, oh, Show oh, Me Love. So I, I like Robin S better than CeCe I, I think we've said this before, you do like Robin I think we did it in a laser round. Yeah, we, we did. Robin S or CeCe Peniston, and yeah. Robin S was the choice. Yeah. Shanice, uh, you know, I Love Your Smile. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a little bit more. It's a little more poppy. She had, she had some house. Yeah, or even like the CNC Music Factory. Fucking love CNC Music Factory. Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah. Fucking great. Uh, okay, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. We have one segment left in this mini that's becoming a, <laughs> a major mini maxi. Fucking A it is. It's time we, for the music trivia. We give this valued content. It's all free. Yeah. If it were five minutes, it's still free. That's right. Joy free. Um, last time I tried to put. A second win yep. in my burgeoning streak, and it was the thing I hate the most—a tie. So worst, a tie. We tied, so I still have only one win on the yes, board. Yes, it was a push, and I'm going for two this time. And if I get this win, then next week I'm eligible. Eligible That's to win candy. Oh, we set this up so complicated. I don't know. <laughs> and I love it. It's not that complicated. If you win three in a row, you get candy. Well, I guess it's not complicated. It's so difficult to achieve. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it is difficult. Um, 
I won't do the whole preamble that I did. <laughs> you guys you get it. know if you're it. right now, you know. Come on. If you don't listen to a previous episode, and I'll explain it. Yeah, you'll also pick We're it. We're asking mu- music trivia quiz. Yes. Uh, I'll I'll uh, go first. No, I ask you first. You ask so me first. first. So pick, I pick. pick. Yeah. Now I'm going to pick this one. Okay. Six questions. Three is par. Cover notes. What pair wrote Liverpool singer Scylla Black's first single, Love of the Loved? Lennon and McCartney. Correct. Okay. That was sort of... <laughs> yeah, that was a given. Gimme. What jazz trumpeter great once amazed the music world by blowing 280 high C's in a row? Dizzy Gillespie. Louis Armstrong. God damn it. The other one. It's the, always the other one. <laughs> uh, 50s. Where did Fats Domino find his thrill? On Blueberry Hill. I wanted to, you, you pick, you, lucky you picked an easy <laughs> card. 60s. What Merle Haggard hit broke everybody up during its recording? Jesus Christ. What Merle Haggard... Um, say it again? What Merle Haggard hit broke everybody up during its recording? The breakup song. No, Oki from Muskoki. Now, I don't know if they're saying everybody cried or everybody laughed. Yeah. When I read it, I thought they meant cry, but I'm like, that song's not sad. <laughs> yeah. I don't so even I know. So I thought it was, I would have guessed Mama Tried, because that's a little bit more of a tear in your beer. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Good phrase. Country song. I don't know. I don't know anymore. Oh, well, he's great. Uh, and we didn't cover him last week <laughs> in our country. I almost brought him to the country <laughs> episode, but I did not. Shame on you, then. Uh, after the Beatles, how many Beatles attended the premiere of their movie Let It Be? Three. Zero. Ah, fuck. Uh, yeah, <laughs> hey, let's go watch the movie about us breaking up. Uh, now that we just broke up and we all hate each other's fucking guts. I thought maybe Paul didn't go. Yeah, <laughs> he would have been the only one to go. Oh, goddammit. He just wants to see himself on that screen. And finally... What relation to Franz Joseph Hayden was Michael Hayden? They're cousins. Brothers. God damn it, I was going to say brothers, but I thought that would have been too easy. One, two, yeah, two. two, two. Uh, okay. Well, we had two last time. And, so. we, and we died. And we died. So, <laughs> so I'm not going to get cocky. See what the card says. Let's do that one. All right. Here we go. Now, oh, come on. You got a couple gimmies. Cover notes. What group recorded its first and last British albums in London's, London's Abbey Road studio? The Beato. Yes. Mom, what's Frank Sinatra's middle name? Ooh, I feel like I know this. Frank. Francis. Fudge. 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 Francis Fudge Sinatra. Fudge Sinatra. Yeah. Do you think your parents will get pissed off that you don't know this? Once I hear it, and it's either going to be like, oh, no, I didn't know that at all. Or like, oh, no, that's right. Uh, Francis. Anthony. I'm just going to say Anthony. Albert. 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 Okay. 50s. What Gene Vincent hit was inspired by comic book heroine Little Lulu? Bebop Alula. Very good. That's two. Two. 
60s. So we're already tied. I've we're already got three tied. questions left. Who were featured when CBS televised... Sorry, try that again. 60s. Mm-hmm. Who were featured when CBS televised Julie and Carol at Carnegie Hall in 62? 62? 62. Who were featured... When CBS televised Julia and Carol at Carnegie Hall in 62. Who were? Well, it can't be the Beatles. Uh, Who were featured in 1962? God, I have no idea. Julia Andrews and Carol Burnett. Where the fuck would I ever... Because it says Julie, Julie and Carol at Carnegie Hall. Okay, I thought maybe I don't know, but like that's when you have to know. Yeah, <laughs> I was never gonna read. There were some that. context clues there, but that's okay. Carol Burnett. Carol and Burnett. Julie, why would I think they ever performed together? Because they had a show called Julie and Carol at Carnegie Hall. Okay. Um, after Beatles, yeah. Who admitted lifting a copy of girlfriend Britt Eklund's autobiography from an airport bookstand? Britt Eklund. I know that name, but I don't know who dated her. Uh, Keith Richards. Close. I actually knew this. Rod Stewart. Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay. Yes. All right. One of those fuckers. Rat 2. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Anything goes. What kind of band is usually made up of a banjo, bass, fiddle, guitar, and mandolin? Bluegrass band. That is correct. You got it at the end. Two, baby. Woof. Ooh, I'm going to have to buy some candy next week because I might get to win some. You had to earn it, but you got it. Yeah. Oof. Ooh, wow. You would have been real mad if you like didn't say bluegrass. That would have been a rough one. So many close calls. with the. I, I should have gotten Rod Stewart, and I should have gotten Francis Albert. And Julian Carroll. I don't think there's any universe, <laughs> there's any iteration if you put... You know, an infinite number of monkeys with an infinite number of typewriters and give them an infinite amount of time that I could have guessed <laughs> that. Like, it's so weird to me that yeah. Carol Burnett and Dennis Andrews were doing a show together. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. But literally, monkeys in 1985 wrote this. <laughs> I mean, you've just described it perfectly. Yeah. Well, that's it for the mini episode. Bye. Bye.